Welcome to the Eagle Eye Podcast, the number one show to bring you all things Club America in English. Your host for today, Ivan Pineda, Christian Rosendo, and everyone's favorite cowboy, Dylan Jimenez. Let's start the show. gentlemen and welcome back to another episode of the eagle eye podcast we're here to talk all things club america and recap that terrible mess of a game that was atlanta united and then of course we're going to be previewing the big game this saturday none other than hollywood versus lafc no excuse me hollywood lafc versus club america el mas grande should be a fun one should be an interesting one but before i get ahead of myself and make any more mistakes along the way let me introduce my co-host for today none other than new york's favorite resident christian rosendo and brooklyn's very own aj gentlemen how's new york cold very snowy too uh, i think i think aj can uh can, can back me up on this one we just it's went through a, through a snowstorm uh so uh but uh, other than that though uh, very excited for this show. Um, like you mentioned, Ivan, we have a very interesting matchup coming up on Saturday. Um, and uh, the show should be fun. Definitely, definitely. AJ, how much snow did you uh did you have to uh you know scrape off the car? Ooh, it was a whole but it was a whole bunch of snow. It was actually pretty fun. It's the first time I've been like outside probably in quite some time. Maybe spent like an hour or so. So that's something, you know, I guess it's a highlight for this month, being outside for more than an hour. <laughs> all right then well uh let's hope that we have much more highlights to talk about when it comes to america but today we are joined by a very special guest a very good friend of ours uh and a very good friend of mine as well i would like to welcome today my co-host from another podcast the hangeo podcast it is my twin from all the way in reggaeton land it is none other than mr ivan hernandez ivan why are you my friend what's going on gentlemen it's a pleasure to be here happy to you know be chatting with you guys i watch you guys all the time I think you guys are doing amazing work covering El Mas Grande, so keep it up, and I'm happy to be here. Awesome. Thank Definitely you. excited to have you on, yeah. and uh, you're the perfect person. I'm speaking to you ahead of this. Um, there's no other person that I've known that would be able to come in here, talk America and LAFC at the same time, and be um, just kind of so uh, so much in battle with themselves as to which team they're going to root for. Yeah, that's correct. So, uh, this matchup on Saturday is definitely pulling on my heartstrings. Um, you know, it's just uh, when you, you grow up watching one watching one team and you're a fan of another team and then they happen to go at it. It's kind of like, you know, the what do you do? It's like when your two teams from Champions League, you know, your Spanish team and your English team meet up. And you're kind of like, who do I root for? So same scenario, just a different Champions League. Alrighty then. It should be fun. It should be interesting. And for those of you who don't know, Ivan is a season ticket holder for LAFC, so he definitely knows what he is talking about and bringing to the table. All right, gentlemen, let's start off with a bit of America Feminine news before we get right into the Champions League stuff. AJ, as you know, America Feminine has already given out the official Guardianes 2021 calendar. Uh, we won't brief. We won't go in too much into details, but briefly, just tell me how do you look? Uh, how does the calendar look for the ladies? Do you think that we have a promising start, or do you think we're going to have to get the grinding out pretty early? I feel like it's a pretty promising start. I mean, the only tough game that we have to start off the season is going to be against Atlas Feminine, and you know how that was last season. Boring 0-0 draw, but I feel like. From down the road, I feel like it's similar to what's going to be from last season. We're going to have the tough team sort at the very end of the season. But all in all, I feel like this could be a way to just get us a, um easy three points along the way. And then from there on, get our squad assembled towards the very end of the season and do what we got to do in order to get that second title. Definitely. And talking about squads, America Family have already moved three pieces out of Coapa. And uh, AJ, exactly who are those names? Yep. 
these three players are Diana Casas, Janae Gonzalez, and Scarlett Lopez. They have been released from the team. Uh, quite unfortunate because, uh, again, you know, we love the team as, as a whole and it's unfortunate to see some of these players have to go. But it is the way that this, uh, you know, this game is played and the way the game is ran. So, um, you know, best of luck and best, uh, uh, you know, best wishes to all these ladies and their new endeavors and adventures. And, uh, you know, we hope to see that maybe one day they could make a promising return for a second spell in America. Would love to see that. Hopefully they get the chance one day. Hopefully they get the chance to come back, and you know. We write themselves a new chapter with America once again and prove themselves to become a better player than what they were before when they first arrived on the team. Definitely. Ivan, I know that you are uh, you keep an eye out on the ladies just as much as we do. Thoughts about uh, these uh, three departures? I mean, you're always going to have, you know, turnover at the end of the season. And I think that, um, you know, how those names are selected, contract stuff, it's always tricky stuff. But um, kind of like you guys are saying, I mean, I think that, you know, they kind of gave their all to their team and, and you saw some touching goodbyes on social media and stuff. And so it shows kind of where your heart's at. And yeah, like, like AJ said, I think that, you know, wish them best. And when they, you know, if they make a return, may they become back a, a better player. Definitely, definitely. So, so we'll keep an eye out on all things America Feminine. If you guys haven't done so already, make sure you guys follow us over on uh, Twitter and Instagram at EY Podcast. We'll have you guys covered with all things America Feminine and hashtag Lady Aguilas. All right, gentlemen, let's move on into the Champions League, the only Champions League that matters this season, and that <laughs> is the Scottish. No, Scott, excuse me, not the Scottish. Um, I'm, I'm in the wrong. I'm in the wrong region now. Yeah, you um, are now. What's going on here? <laughs> The Santa, whatever you know, what champ the, the, the one, there you go, the Scotia, that one. Um, let's move on into that because America went off against Atlanta United, and well, let's just say that it wasn't the best of games to watch. It was definitely a very disappointing zero, uh, not excuse me, zero zero. It was almost a very disappointing zero zero, but Atlanta United ended up getting that one goal. Christian, overall reactions and thoughts as to America in this game, and is it time to panic? Um, I wouldn't say time to panic uh, just yet. Um, I do, I do understand that you know the team is probably still coping with the with the with the exit they had in the Guardianes tournament. Um, but it is definitely time to kind of start asking questions on on you know maybe some of these players. Um, kind of just the, the lineup in general, uh, the tactic going into this game. It seemed like we were very disinterested in. Um, and doing anything, honestly, I, I think that we didn't have any fluidity in our game. I think Atlanta did a good job in kind of just maintaining the ball and trying to implement mm -hmm. their play style. Unfortunately, it wasn't enough for them at the end, but they definitely look like the more threatening squad out there. They definitely did. And let's face it, this game could have easily been overturned by them if it wasn't for Memo Chua being on his night. A really, really good performance by him. But I mean... It was very disappointing, like you mentioned, Christian. This is a game where you thought, well, America can kind of maybe take that little Espinita out of their back and, you know, kind of, you know, start start making strides forward to be like, okay, we have an opportunity here to kind of make up for our past mistakes in the Guardianes. Um, it just didn't seem like that was the case. I feel like the, the I really do honestly feel like the objective was make sure we don't concede and we'll figure it out going from there. Like I thought that that was really honestly Piojo's uh, directive out there. It was, we'll play as much as defense as we can. We'll soak up as much pressure as we can. And if we can relieve on the pressure, uh, if we can relieve on the counter, we're going to do so. But Christian, talk to me a little bit more about this formation that we used because we've all assumed it was going to be a 4-2-3-1. Then we kind of heard it was going to be a 4-4-2. Ultimately, I think we ended up playing a 5-3-2. In a sense, yes. Um, you, you did see Escobosa drop back a little bit, but you know, I was very, 
uh, concerned with uh, with with Piojo putting Roger next to Vinas. I I understand what he was trying to do and kind of let Roger play a Henry type role, but let's face it, you know, Roger is so out of form right now. He's just so disinterested in playing with us. Uh, he he looked he looked very lackluster. Um, and this time he got the ball, he tried to do too much when he needed to pass. He didn't. Um, you know, not not making many runs. It was just a very very poor performance from Roger, and I think that just kind of you know, just gives off and the rest of his teammates, you know, when one player is not trying to, you know, go out there and give it his all, it seems like it kind of just, you know, rubs off on everybody because not one person, I think, had a good game. Um, it was definitely something to 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 just go back in the locker room and say, are we going to wake up or, or what's going to happen here? Definitely. Ivan, you're a coach. How would you deal with a player like this? Or how do you deal with a player like Roger? It's just so disinterested at times. And when you look at him on the field, seems they just have little to no care of what's going in and around him. I mean, to be honest, when um, I personally have no room for that on my lineup. You know, you want players that are out there, they're going to commit to not just one another, but be willing to, you know, go above and beyond. And like you're saying, I think that I only got to see second half, but in what I saw in the second half, I felt that he was very kind of just again, kind of Christian said, not not really focused, um, losing the ball, not tracking back. You know, I, I, as a player like that, I always feel like if you're playing up top, you're the first defender, and so if you lose the ball, your job's to you know do your best to recover it as you know quickly as you can or help you know cover the lane, whatever it might be. And he didn't do any of that, and so personally, as a coach, and it's obviously different, you know, when we're talking about professional here and, and you know money and cautious and stuff involved. But I would say that, you know, it comes down to Piojo. He has to be the one to put his foot down and say, you know what, if you don't have, you're not, if you're not able to give, you know, and it's more than just like, um, phys, you know, your physicality and your fitness, it's your mentality. If you're, if you're not there at hundred percent, then you're not there and you don't get to play. And I understand that we're obviously missing, you know, uh, you know, a number nine roll up to, the, to pair with Vinas, but I think that, you know, we could have, uh, d- done better by going with maybe a different choice. No, yeah, I, I I think a lot of people make the same argument, and I think you saw a lot of people on Twitter mentioning that that should definitely be the last time Roger ever fields the team again. And then Christian, you'll talk a little bit later when we preview LAFC whether or not he's even going to feature in the starting eleven, or if there's a possibility that he will be. But AJ, talk to me because you mentioned that Roger had a bit of a promising bright spark in the first half, but then kind of dwindled and just completely mm-hmm. went away. I mean, this is a player that can definitely turn it on and can be a real matchmaker. You know, uh, he. He has the creativity. He obviously has the skill. I mean, uh, what do you think is wrong with Roger? I just feel like it's just him just being not really given the opportunities to play, the lack of form, injury, cold, whatever that case just might be. I just feel like it's just throwing him off, especially after you just see how he is as a player. Since I feel like when he just doesn't start, he kind of like feels like he just throws an ad to the pitch. It's like, if no one's not doing anything, it's like, why should I do something? Because you see that on the pitch and he was trying to create plays for a team. I think earlier on, you see him delivering across to Vinas. Vinas was unable to get the ball. Vinas gave him the thumbs up, but then Wright just looked like, it was like kind of saying like, you couldn't get that. Those other times he was trying to make strings of passes to his teammates. I think it was at one point, he essentially just threw his fist up in the air, like getting frustrated. I was like, what do you want them to do? Like, there's times where Roger's trying to create a play where I feel like I don't think a player's going to get it. Like, the, like going back to that pass he first did to Vinas, he, I feel like he sent the ball a bit too far when Vinas really had to extend his leg almost up to his um stomach just to even get it. So I'm just kind of like, I don't understand. Like, he was doing something. I think after the second half, like, he just feels disinterested in the game. Just like, I'm not going to then consider playing. And then that's where I feel like Everything was just on Vinas. Like, 
um, Ivan mentioned, you pretty much say you have to be the first defender up if you lose that ball. I feel like that's the only time I was ever seen those trying to go for that ball was Vinas, and you see what happened to Vinas. He was trying to defend, but he was also getting hurt at the same time. Every defender was essentially on him, while Royer, he just kind of was just standing right there, not wanting to do much. So I feel that like, I thought that's why Atlanta United players just weren't focusing on him. They were focusing on Vinas more than anything. If that's the case, I feel that could just be a problem. If uh, players are not worried so much about the other player on the other team, it's as if thinking like they don't exist in the pitch. I felt like as if you're playing with 10 players on the field, just with Royer, don't understand what's really going on with them. Well, that is the Roger situation. And I, I, th- I think we're all on the greens here. And anyone, anyone that's listening to, I think will uh, agree with us that that definitely probably was the last time we ever see him in an America Jersey. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just, I don't see how he comes back from a performance like that. So that is the Roger Martinez, AKA 50 cent. <laughs> um, from uh, Ferrari CF America. Uh, I mean, I guess I see it. I don't know. Maybe with that new haircut. Um, I don't know, Christian. I mean, he, you know, you are the New Yorker, so you'd probably know better. Yeah, no, definitely not. (laughs) (laughs) All righty then. Well, let's talk a little bit more about the disaster that was America versus Atlanta United. I mean, overall, Christian, I don't think that there was really much of a play style in, in kind of in motion. And I think that's something that we've criticized and I know that you've very heavily criticized Piojo for not having an identity when out on the pitch. I mean, I get it. He's had to deal with a lot of injuries, especially in this tournament. I don't think we've ever seen a squad so kind of dampered coming into such an important uh, last couple of games. You know, mm-hmm. we're missing what want to say seven plus players yeah. so uh, it's it's it, and, and we talked about it last podcast potential five at least five starters right there yeah, not definitely. but the argument here is to be made that Piojos has had uh, the majority of these players for such a long time he's had a whole semester to, to get something going yet there's still no kind of play style mm-hmm. yeah and um i think it just comes down to him altering you know lineups and formations um you know when he sees fit um, it, and in some cases it does work because, you know, other, other coaches around the world do that and it, it works, it works to their advantage, but just, Ivan, like you said, though, it's kind of hard to have a set 11 and a set formation ready. Then boom, two of them go out. You have to replace them too. Okay. One comes back in, but then another one goes out. So I, I do understand when people say that injuries this season have been kind of our, our Achilles heel, but at the same time though, I feel like Bioho should have had at least one formation just set, and then no matter who you plug in, the idea is still the same. You know, even though I really didn't like back in the day when it was just pass the ball to Renato and let him do everything, at least when, you know, let's just say someone else on any other uh, position on the, on, the, on, the, on the field wasn't there, their substitute came in and it was still basically the same idea, you know, just get it out to, to the wing and then just go, go from there. Here, it's, it seems hard what they want to do because at times it seems like like you have Richard Sanchez trying to do everything and then you want Cordova to do stuff at the same time, but you have Cordova so much out on the wing that two players just collapse on him and then, you know, that that runs uh, just gets ruined as well. A lot of stuff has to change, especially on the offensive side. Um, we've, we've scored one goal in our last three games and, um, yeah, that can't happen against LAFC. Uh, so, um, you know, because, you know, they're a very goal-heavy goal team. And I think uh, Saturday's game is going to be more of a who can who can score the most goals. Uh, and right now, the way it seems like it, we're going to lose that battle ten out of ten times. So for right now, I think Piojo needs to start start thinking offensively for this match. Um, and you'll see later on with the with the lineup that I I hope he goes with, not necessarily what I think he'll go with. Um, and then we'll go from there. 
definitely should be an interesting one. So I think Christian has definitely confirmed with the back eight formation that we're going to be going with on Saturday. Can't concede goals at all. Mm-hmm. Um, Ivan, it, it just kind of overall thoughts in regards to this kind of game and how America has been playing, not just this game, but in recent games as well. No identity, no kind of real structure to it. What's your take on it? I think that, I mean, the identity crisis is one thing for sure. The injury crisis is another thing for sure. But I think there's also like a a level of complacency, uh, you know, kind of hovering the team, you know, in the sense that like, you know, I'm wearing, I'm wearing this jersey and you're going to fear me because I'm wearing this jersey. And that's kind of how they take the pitch, take the pitch and kind of just expect teams to kind of like bow down, fall down to them. And we saw early on in the season, like that wasn't happening, you know, and kind of like, okay, now we need to actually come out and play. And they do have moments, sparks of brilliance where you're like, well, there's there's the America that I know that can play. But then you have nights like last night where it's kind of like, what happened to them? And sometimes you have to credit the opponent for taking them out of their element. But I think last night, what that was, it was kind of like everything we've, you know, said, like disinterested, not engaged, knowing you have a 3 0, uh, you know, advantage is probably a big part of it mentally. Mm-hmm. And you have to give, you know, Atlanta credit because they really made it their game to win. And after they pulled one back, you almost thought like they're going to do a two and three. And then you think you're almost oh, dead too. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, thinking like, okay, now we're in trouble. It was, you know, and I think that that's the thing. It's kind of like really a mentality that's kind of just kind of hovering, great crowd hovering the team. And, and although formations and all that, like Christian was saying, might be an issue. I think that the, at the end of the day, there's a lot of players that are out there on the field and they're going for like the individual versus the team, team ball. And I think that, you know, even when you have injuries and stuff like that, if you can get a team to kind of fall under idea and work together for the common goal, you know, you won't look as bad as you did last night. You won't look as bad as you have been. And like you're saying, we're, they're not putting not putting the ball in the net. And obviously, you know, that's, that's how you win. You put the ball in the net. And that's just not happening right now. And I think that um, there needs to be just some type of – they click it on, they click it off. And I think that really that comes down from – to me, as a coach, that comes from your manager. You know, that has to be something that comes from there that just kind of gets things in order, creates order, creates organization, and they just don't have that right now. No, they don't. They don't. And I think you even hear Piojo when he's talking in the press conference that uh, his mind is just kind of split in two. I, I think he's trying to figure out how can I patch this? You know, how, how can I make it work? But at the same time is, you know, how how am I going to try to, you know, move players around? How am I going to look like for this next season? I think he's all over the place at this moment. Um, and, and I don't think that should be the case. I think he needs to be focused and firmly just kind of. Okay, I have these next this next game and potentially a, a next game if I not even if that. I, I think I think he needs to focus on ninety minutes at a time because I think if Saturday we end up losing, um, there might be some calls being made. I don't, that's just me personally. I don't know what the, uh, other you guys think. Um, Maybe I don't think so. I, I I did say though, if he lost against Atlanta United and and we were kicked out, he would have he would have been fired, but he didn't. So he's going to save his job until the next season, even if we lose Saturday. Even if we lose Saturday. I think but we can't. The pressure for sure but we he's can't. He's sure putting the pressure, and I think that's why his his judgment's so cloudy because he's kind of worried about his own job than like the job that he has to do. Mm-hmm. He's putting himself. I feel like he's putting himself first over the team. And I'm kind of like, that's. I don't think that's the case. You should be going with. You need to realize you're managing the biggest club in Mexico. You're in a tournament which you have a chance to win a trophy, and you're worrying more about yourself than like the overall team's performance. And I'm like, no, uh, uh-uh. uh. I don't think that should be like the job of the coach your team, and then yourself. 
Yep, I think AJ puts it perfectly right there. But we'll have to wait and see, though. Gentlemen, anything else to add on? I know we'll talk talk a little bit more about how Medica played against, uh, you know, uh, Atlanta United and what they need to do different against LAFC. But anything else to add on in specifically to this game? Vinyas. What's going uh, on with Vinyas? I, I, th- I, think, I think all those fouls got to him. Um, I, I, I can agree. Um, I just feel like I he should have a bit, bigger impact on the game. I, I agree with you. And I would have made, I made the same argument for Cordova because I thought he was completely Cordova just, as well. Yeah, no, Cordova as well. Uh, again, just frustrates me so much. But I, feel um, like I always thought that about Cordova as well. Yeah, I mean, it's just, and Ivan, mean, you mean you have had this conversation outside, uh, you know, because you know, uh, we've talked about it, and it's Cordova is very much kind of a, a player that is very confidence based, and he hasn't had a good stretch of games in in. God, I would say over a month. And so I think it's definitely gotten to him. Um, and, and all this Europe talk definitely got to him and how he should be the next player to leave and make that leap and all that stuff and all these rumors. I, I just don't see that he's 100% there and he needs to be. Christian, I think you can agree with me. He needs to be there Saturday. Yeah, he needs to be there. Of he course, 100%. He needs to be. And, and as much as uh, as much as Vinas is important to score, he, Cordoba is detrimental for us making the final and for winning this tournament right. as a whole. But here's my question to you, though. You want Cordova to make an impact, but he's not playing his position. How do you expect him to make the impact? I think that, again, I go with the same argument that I've always made. You have to be a player that can adapt. I understand that. But if you know that there's two players constantly attacking you, you're not getting anything going, and you're still playing in the same spot, does, wouldn't that fris- uh, frustrate you more? You know the one player that could do that, and sometimes they didn't even always play his position, was Cuauhtémoc Blanco. He always had at least You're two players. Blanco to Cordova. Oh, but I'm saying like this is the type of player that you need to be. You have to understand that, okay, you know, if you're not going to play your position, then that's fine. But you, it's, it's not like he's playing you as a center back. You still have a very important role to 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 make into kind of the midfield and and forward. And yes, you're going to be targeted because you're the most creative player out of course. Yes. So I, I I think he needs to find a way to be smart about it. And I think that he just gets flustered and he doesn't have an answer out. Uh, and and I, I know that sometimes his teammates don't help him either, which I think is is, is a really big downfall um, that I don't really blame him. But it's just moments and times where he's trying to dribble someone and I feel like he just dribbles himself. Um, and, and But yes, I mean, you're right. Uh, Cordova, you put, Vinas, you put Cordova behind Vinas and I bet you both of them have a better game than they did last night. Well, I mean, we'll have to see. And I, and I think that's what we might have to... Uh, that's what we might get on Saturday. Just put him on a cam, please. I beg. I think that's what, I think that's what we get on Saturday. That's just, what we need on Saturday. Just, uh, just do not go five in the back because, homie, I'm seeing Escobasa go all around the world. And I'm like, bro, can you just stay in your position? There was times I'm seeing play as a winger. I'm like, I know you're a winger, but you're being played as a left back. Stick there, so I don't have to see Casas or the San or Santi Casas having to cover that spot up for you. And I'm like, please, no. We've already putting players out of position, and I'm kind of like, we don't need our defenders out of position as well. So, well, I mean, we'll see though. But yes, Vinas is. Uh, I think the fouls got to him. He was getting hit left, right, and center. Oh yes, I understand. Yeah, yeah, though, and I, I can no trust me as a player. Yeah, that definitely does get to you, but um. I think he needs to have a bigger impact. I think towards the end of the uh, of the season, he's been very lackluster. I know he had an injury, but even then, before that, 
he still wasn't really scoring any goals for us. Um, I think those are, those are the two players you have to watch on Saturday. Yeah, they definitely have to be. Oh, uh, but um, <laughs> all right, let's, <laughs> let's just read a couple of comments here. Uh, <laughs> we got Carlos Diaz saying, "Hey, what's up, boys? Hey, what's, what's up, Carlos? Up, Carlos? Uh, we have um, I don't even want to try to pronounce that, but it's extreme at the end. So hello, and then Carlos Diaz coming back with a very hot take saying, "As long as we don't have Chicho Lopez come on as an option off the bench, we should be good." Although AJ, okay, leave the ball. Chucho had two chances and two shots. And shanked them both. He did more uh, than Roy yeah. and Vinas did in that entire match. He shanked did more than them. Homie, he had a he had a chance. Yes, I know he was coming off the bench. But I'm like, bro, if this man is coming off the bench, who doesn't get target. time? Yes, and he's done more than these two guys. If a he bench guy like Chucho Lopez cannot, if a guy like Chucho Lopez is doing more than Roy and Vinas. That's a big, big problem. Those guys target. Homie, he was about to score. He was about to. I think. I I think it's. uh, I think it's fair to say that if we're having the discussion, that goes to tell you exactly what type of game it was for America that we have to discuss. Chucho Lopez missing two chances to score and level things up. But all righty, then, gentlemen. Let's not let's not digress. We have an LAFC fan out here, Anthony Bermudez. What is up, my man? We'll get to that game in just a second. We have a very good friend of ours, Miss Cari Torres, someone we all know here today. What is going on, Cari? Uh, and then, of course, a little bit more comments here. Uh, do you guys ever talk about America players that leave and check in on how they're doing? It's an Alvarez, Linus, Raul. They live uh, in my mind rent-free. They do. They live they, right in my mind. And I wonder how can we never get any replacements for these guys. So we definitely will have to implement that next season and we'll have uh, we'll definitely have a column for you guys to come and kind of criticize and judge us on how we've done throughout the season and maybe stuff that you guys want to see implemented onto the podcast. But that is for a later discussion today. We're here to talk all things CONCACAF Champions League. Santi Caceres is straight troncaso. OK, well, the, the people are obviously <laughs> very upset about what happened uh, yesterday and rightfully so. We be. had a we had a terrible game against Atlanta, um, but it's time, like you mentioned, Christian, to put us behind, to, to put this game behind us like a ponytail and really try to go and get a good victory against LAFC. Maybe not even a good victory, just a victory in general, I think, would definitely lift the spirits of you know people. But we'll have to wait and see what's happening. Um, okay, well, uh, gentlemen, anything else to add on before we move on? Nothing at all. Okay. All righty then. Well, before we jump into all things surrounding Coapa in regards to transfer rumors and everything, I do want to remember you guys that today is today's episode is brought to you by Foot Cult. And if you guys haven't done so already, make sure you guys go check out footcult.com and get yourselves some amazing gear. We have these training tops. If you guys haven't done so already, you guys can check them out for the holiday season and a lot more other stuff. If you're not just an America fan and you like uh, you know, all things Liga Mekis, they have some cool stuff out there as well. And uh I'm hearing word that they're about to drop some really, really great things so if you guys haven't done so already check them out and if you guys like any of it and want to purchase it you guys can use the discount code eep at checkout to get 10 percent off again that is discount code eep at checkout to get 10 percent off again thank you to our sponsors foot cult and now let's get into the news surrounding guapa christian uh tell me what has been going on in and around the world has santiago baños finally made a breakthrough on alan medina are we gonna get uh some wesa and uh, is there a certain Charlie Candle that could be on his way to Guapa? Okay, here we go. We'll go in chronological <laughs> order. What you just said, Alan Medina seems further and further away now. Um, it's 
it just seems like I think we're going to go pursue other options. Um, there's just more other teams interested, other teams with better, I guess, uh, players to exchange. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much it. I, I, I don't think that uh, that America gets a La Medina at this point. Um, what once was a signature way, now seems like it will not happen. Um, Sambuesa, this is a player that Pioja has won at actually for a couple seasons now. There was the rumor of uh, of having Ibarguen and uh, and Roger Martinez go to Leon, um, but those rumors got shot down immediately. Uh, I don't think Sambuesa comes back to America. Um, not not this is not this season ever. Uh, I think that chapter or that page in this book has uh, has just turned. So we, we I don't think we should expect Sambuesa in Club America. And now for the for the big one. Um, last night after our our defeat to Atlanta United. Um, a very, a very interesting reporter came out and saying that America is attempting to sign Carlos Vela from Los Angeles Football Club. Um, this obviously is, you know, stir up, you know, the soccer world, both in MLS and Liga Mekis. Uh, You know, obviously a lot of Americanistas asking for this. We've been asking for this for a couple seasons now. Uh, looked like it was, it was impossible. It seems like it's a little probable now. Um, I'll put this at a, at a 20%. Of it happening, um, it's just because right now it's just too early. It's it's just one source. I haven't heard any other uh, sources kind of just chime in or give their two cents about it. Um, so it, it does seem very premature. Uh, something that was thrown today is the same source that's leaked the, the news last night came out today and said that America did not have any interest in signing Carlos Vela. But uh, I can confirm now that that was just a throw, uh, like a curveball by the America board to kind of try to keep this on the down low. Um, I don't think that, I don't think they want anyone knowing uh, about this, and rightfully so. I think this is the kind of news that you know, if the fans hear it, and if it doesn't end up happening, you know, it, it could cause a lot of a lot of controversy, a lot of drama, a lot of hate. You know everything. So um, I, I think I don't know if um, if it was the right thing to kind of dismiss the rumor in the way that they did it. Um, but, uh, but this source literally just came on TV and said that, you know, they, they called me and said that, you know what, um, you know, they, they, they said that they don't have any interest, that it's false. Don't, I don't know who, who your source was, but it's not, you know, it's not viable, but this, this, this reporter is kind of certain. He's so, so certain that the one that leaked it to him is, 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 um, is correct on that America is trying to pursue Carlos Vela. Will this happen? Um, like I said, I give it a 20% chance right now. Um, it doesn't seem like any, any advancements will be happening, at least right now. We'll have to wait and see after uh, we conclude everything. As I said uh, two nights ago, that's when we'll get our majority of the news. So for right now, we'll, 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 we'll keep the, the, the candle lit, um, and then we'll see if we can, uh, we can, we can shut it off. But, uh, but for right now, it's, it's still very much lit in L.A. Well, I mean... First of all, Ivan, I, 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 I was just going to say, you know, give me your take on this. You're obviously, uh, uh, as much as you're as big of an Americanista as you are, talk to me about, uh, you know, your LAFC side. And, and what does it say to you when, it, uh, you know, when this rumor is reported and when all this happened? I know that there's a couple of people out there saying, you know, it won't happen because he's making six million a year and he, he loves LA seven and million. all this. Seven million. God, Christian just debunked it even more. Uh, but tell me, Ivan, how, how, how does it feel like uh, as an LAFC fan hearing this rumor? I mean, to be honest, to me, uh, being a Barcelona fan also, you know, Vizca Barca, sorry, Madristas. Um, it feels the same. <laughs> <as> like, <laughs> it, feels the same 
It feels the same as like when they were saying he was going to Barcelona. And I was like, come on, it's not happening. It's just not. There's no way. I mean, the guy just had a newborn. He lives in LA. Everyone loves it. By everyone, I mean like his family. Mm-hmm. I just don't. I mean, Carlos Vela made it very clear early on in his career that he didn't care about anything except what brought him happiness and his family. He made that very clear. Yes. Yeah, so and if projecting the World Cup doesn't project that, then he doesn't care about if I make it through 10 million. 11 million, it doesn't matter. He, he doesn't mean, care about that. I mean, I mean, maybe he does. I don't I know. Mean, I don't know. The point being, <laughs> he's not going anywhere. And I mean, maybe yeah. he goes there Maybe he goes there in a couple of years and retires or something. I don't know. But at the time being, for this season, next season, I just don't see it happening. Um, you know, father time is ticking, and maybe he does want to go play in Mexico. I don't know. Um, I would hope that he does. If he does go play in Mexico, it is America. But I just don't see it happening. It's not happening. It's not happening. And that's, I I mean, I try to be biased, but it's just not happening. Let's be realistic. (laughs) Uh, Well, you know what? Uh, The the last part of me that has hope is dreaming and hoping for a Carlos Vela Christmas on the 25th. We wake up, Sacatano Baños is saying, congratulations, Vela. Welcome to El Mas Grande. Although, let's face it, the reality is going to be, hello, Pedro from the second division of Mexico. Welcome to El Mas Grande. Um... Everyone's saying we're trying to sign Carlos Vela. If we can't even sign Ale Medina, then how do you think we're going to even sign Carlos Vela? That's the first thing I thought in my head. I'm like, uh, okay, that's fine. But we'll see. I mean, it's interesting, and I, I do want to see what a lot of people are saying right here. Um, you know, Carlos is saying Vela uh, been wanting to, has been wanting to come to America, talk about the uh, stardom in La Ciudad de Mexico. Vamos, Mito Cayo, number 10 is waiting for you. He's probably would be taking Giovanni Dos Santos, number 10. Let's be honest, I think. He would I'm be also in the club. Um, Actually, I mean, we'll I don't do know. this. We'll give LA Giovanni, and then we get Vela in return. Nah, you can give the other LA, <laughs> other LA team Giovanni. We'll pass. Uh, but all right, I, I mean this 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 whole saga is either gonna die real quickly, or we'll definitely have yeah, steam mm-hmm. to it, and we'll keep you guys up to date with everything going on in and around that transfer over on our Twitter page. So make sure you guys go do so. Follow us at Eagle Podcast. Again, Christian is twenty five eight on the transfer rumor mill, and until that transfer window closes and is completely shut out, and they tell Christian do not be lurking around here anymore. That is when we're gonna be stopping all that information but as of right now that is a situation and 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 i think it's what we mentioned gentlemen before we even started talking about the champions league was that this week expect little to nothing expect little to nothing in movement um players got to leave first players have to leave first in order Mm -hmm. for us to be making any kind of moves the salary uh you know the salary that we have available to kind of just throw or throw around there is, is not a lot and we need to make some of some of those funds back and uh you know, again, also there's no spots available for foreigners. So we'll we'll have to wait and see. But again, next week, expect a lot more stuff to happen. Oh, um just before just before in and around Christmas and then afterwards too. Um everything should be popping off for America in regards to how the squad is gonna be looking like ahead of the Guardianes twenty twenty one season. All right, gentlemen, ready to talk all things America versus LAFC now. Yes, sir. Ready. An interesting one. This is actually the game that I wanted because before COVID, I was like, this is perfect. I'm going to be able to go. I'm going to be able to co- go cover a game. I'm going to be able to see Ivan down at the bank. Like, it was going to be the most perfect yeah. game. And now we're going to be uh, stuck yeah, watching it. Orlando. I'm not going to lie. I wanted the same thing. I was like, okay, if they be Cruz Azul, I'm going to, you know, DFA. We're going to that stick. Like, we're doing it. Like, I'm doing it. I'm there. Like, I don't care, you know. And here we are now, nine months later confined to our bedrooms 
Can't go anywhere. Yeah. Can't go anywhere. Sadly, having a seat at a bubble in Orlando. Mickey Mouse doesn't even make an appearance at halftime. What is going on in this world anymore? I don't even know. But again, it doesn't take away from what this game should be on paper. I mean, it just it it writes itself, kind of like I mentioned. Hollywood against El Mas Grande. I mean, you couldn't ask for a better story. And what Hollywood ending are we gonna get, gentlemen? That is the question at the end of the day. Is it gonna be America or is it gonna be LAFC again pulling off the upset? Uh, I mean, let's talk. Let's talk. How are we feeling like coming into the game, Christian? Because I know I even said it myself. I expected Cruz Azul in the semifinals, although I'm very happy that we're getting uh, LAFC. I do think that this is going to be a really good matchup. Um, just, I mean, from a fan's perspective, from an analyst per- perspective, where do you see yourself? Uh, not where do you see yourself? What do you see? How do you see this team coming into this game against LAFC? Um, very below average. Um, it's not to take anything away from LAFC because I know I know they're a good team. They're one of the better teams in MLS. Maybe not in recent form, but you know, back then though, when 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 they put a show against against Leon, they were they, they were considered one of the best. Nowadays, they still have players that can that can kind of turn turn it up, and they can they can definitely be a difference maker. Um, America is definitely not coming into the best of form, so this is why I think this is going to be a very interesting match. Um, I said it before; I do think that you know whoever outscores the team is going to win, but I also think it might be a little bit of a tactical battle as well to see how Piojo ch- tries to move his pieces, how he tries to get an offensive going, if he sacrifices a little bit of the mid to kind of put more emphasis on on maybe maybe the wing, maybe try to get something going there. Uh, I don't know. We, we have to wait and see, but it's definitely going to be an interesting one. It definitely will be an interesting one. Ivan, the narrative continues. MLS versus Liga MX. Is the gap finally closing? Do Liga MX fans have to start running for the hills? Is MLS finally coming for that title throne? And, uh, you know, overall thoughts about this game and, uh, you know, from an LAFC perspective and from an Americanista perspective. Yeah, so I'm going to choose my words very wisely because I know the Liga Mekis Twitter feels very strongly about this uh, topic. <laughs> um, but but to be honest, I don't understand why. I don't understand why it's such like a... You would, I, you would think that you would want the competition in your region to be good, right? So that when you play them, it's it's quality matchup. It's not like, oh, I'm wasting traveling and you know my players and my energy and I have to you know go play whoever. Like, wouldn't you want your regional the clubs in your regional area to be good so that when you do get into the Champions League, you can value the tournament and it has substance versus just being like, you know what, I'm going to play the Academy tonight because I care more about Saturday versus Wednesday night's game. You know, so I really don't, I genuinely don't understand like this, like we have to be like, Liga Mekis has to be better than MLS or MLS has to be better than Liga Mekis. Like, you know, I think that there's a lot they can learn from one another. I think that MLS is making strides i mean i don't know and by strides i don't think like you know going on team 26 27 28 that doesn't equate strides but just i mean the quality of play um i saw a lot of comments on twitter talking about it's because you know mexicans are not playing in the mls i don't know if i attested to that either i think that the level mls is increasing um and we're just used to it being not that great for so long and now that it's there it's kind of like almost like we can't believe it um, and I think that in terms of like the tournament we're talking about, which is the CONCACAF Champions League, that's great. That's what you want. You want your regional teams to be good. You want the teams from Central America to be playing better. You want the Mexican teams to be playing better. And I think that it's just all around good for the competition. And hopefully that, that translates to obviously what the next level is, which is the national team. You know, you want you want those matches to be good because not only is, is it good as a spectator, as a neutral, but I mean, the people that got to make the money, make the money too. Definitely. It definitely does transcend into that. But I mean, 
as an, uh, from an LAFC perspective, how is the team coming into this one? I mean, you guys have been on quite the hot run. If we're just talking about this tournament itself, I mean, you knocked out Leon. Now you knock out Cesul. I mean, the team just got to be buzzing. So that's the thing. I think that uh, what hurt this is the fact that there's this again. There's like you know this COVID gap. You know, if this was game was back in March, April, I think we'd be having a different conversation. Um, LAFC didn't do too hot, obviously, as we all know, in, in, the ML, in the MLS season, even though they were doing okay in the bubble. Um, a lot of injuries, a lot of, you know, things. But all that aside, I think that they're coming into this maybe even relieved, knowing that it's just kind of like one game at a time, win the game. You know, three games to the championship. That was that was kind of like the thing. You know, win three games, you get to ship. And I think that as a player, that's definitely relieving, knowing that, you know, knowing what your goal is, knowing what you're playing for. And I think that although... You know, the injuries and, and the poor form, I think that that's kind of past them now. It's kind of what I felt like I saw last night. Um, I saw a lot of defensive praises. I don't know from where. I don't know if you're watching the same game. Um, I think that LAFC's defense is a, you know, a problem. And that's maybe where America can expose them if they have, you know, the uh, those players you guys were talking about earlier, um, you know, capitalize. But LAFC has to, you know, put the form from the season behind them and just kind of look to go 90 minutes and get the job done. And I think that in order to do that, they have to take risks. They have to play quicker. They have to play, you know, just connect. And I think that that's what we didn't see during the season. And having a healthy squad, I think, also helps that. So going into this game, I don't feel great about it just because, you know, it's been rocky emotionally. You kind of like, you know, you've been seeing, you know, teams that maybe should have beat you didn't. But, I mean, seeing how they, like you said, this competition only, they come against Leon, amazing. The way they put out Cruz Azul, not the best, but they got the job done. So maybe now with some momentum and Carlos Vela having his legs behind him again, and you know all the all the guys together, I think that obviously uh, also not having to travel, you know, playing in the bubble, I think that helps. You know, you're able to actually recover and and, and get some rest. So I think that they'll come out looking sharp, and that's what I hope. You know, I was telling I was telling my girlfriend the other day that I hope almost like for a nostalgic performance. She was like, they're only like two and a half years old. How? What do you mean? And I'm like, well, the fact that you know, like pre-COVID, they looked untouchable, you know? And that's what I mean. I think that if they can somehow get back to that form they had in, in February, I mean, in March, was it March? Um, you know, and what they had last year, I think that it'll be a really, really entertaining game with quality football. Interesting. All right, then how do we combat that, Christian? How do we uh, how do we stir the pot for LAFC? How do we debunk them and how do we get them off their game? Especially... What is the formation that Piojo needs to use? And I know you have that out for us. And talk to us a little bit more what the starting 11 potentially could look like um, as well. Right. So um, I'll just give the formation right now. Um, I really hope Ochoa goes with this. Uh, I mean, Ochoa. I hope Piojo goes with this. Uh, oh, Ochoa in that. Yeah, Ochoa is in that. So yes, yes. No, no, Oscar. No, Navarrete in that. But it is Ochoa. Ochoa in that. We'll have the back four. Jorge Sanchez, Seba Cáceres, Ramon Juarez, and Luis Reyes. Um, in your midfield, Santi Cáceres, Richard Sanchez. On one wing, Leo Suarez. On the other, Sergio Diaz. As a camp spot, Cordova. And up top, Federico Viñas. Okay. I like it, AJ. Any 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 lineup changes you would make with that? Sounds good to me. I'm good with it. I'm good with it as well. And I think that's it. I, I won't ask you, Evan, because right now you're on, on the enemy side. So I'll, 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 I'll refrain from asking you. <laughs> I, right by now, the way, I, I, I'm just going to say I like that lineup. I, if I was not uh, torn here, I'd be like, I like that. I, I rock with that. That is definitely what we need to rock with. Um, and, and hopefully that is what Piojo, if you're listening to this right now, Piojo, por favor, uh, go with it. You know, 
I feel like Piojo listens to us to kind of help his English. So whenever he does make the move to like the Premier League, <laughs> it's like, you know. Could you imagine about... that guy on the sideline? No. Yo, versus Barcelona. I think Ivan and AJ would take uh, Piojo right now over at Arsenal. But hey, that's for another discussion and mm-hmm. another time. All righty then. Uh, well, we have the lineup right there and what potentially we could see go. out on. <laughs> but uh AJ, I mean, how do we combat the, the you know the LAFC style? How do we how do we make sure that we kind of keep them very rigged and 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 not and not as mobile as we've seen them uh, against Leon and against Cruz Azul? I think it's just like what I've mentioned before. It's just that defense it looks to be the weak spot. And it feels that in a way it's like the same way as America. I feel like in midfield and forwards, these two teams got it. It's just that defense is a pretty much the problem. If we can expose the open gaps that LAFC can leave and we can feed the ball to Federico Vinas the entire time, then I feel like Federico with the strength that he has and his ability to just go on the one-on-ones, I think he should just be able to slot the ball into the back of the net at this point. But I think really that's all they just need to do. I feel like in my opinion, it's really just expose LAFC when they're at the defense, when it's at its weakest, you can get those wingers to run off the pitch. Just get on one-on-one with any one of their fullbacks, cross that ball to Fede, whoever can be even Cordova, give the ball to them. We seen from time to time when they get the shot, they take their chances, whether it gets saved, if the ball goes wide or it happens to go in the back of net, just find those two guys. You could find them. Get the ball to the back of the net, and then from there on, build up from there. All righty, interesting. I hear Ramon Acosta saying, how do you combat LAFC? Easy, two men on Vela at all times. Christian, is that the answer, or does that just leave more uh, gaps in, in the defense to be exposed by a player like maybe Diego Rossi? That's what I'm saying. You have you still have Diego Rossi to worry about. Um, and there, there's definitely other elements in LAFC. Listen, LAFC is a good team. They're They're a good, complete team. It's not just all Vela, even though that's how the media likes to put it. You know, yes, Vela is a difference maker. Yes, Vela does score a lot of goals. Yes, Vela is Vela. But there's also a supporting cast around him that we need to worry about. You know, you can't just put two people on him and expect everything to be, uh, you know, all sunshine and rainbows. You know, same, same, same way teams expect to, you know, uh, for other reasons. That's not the answer. What I think we need to do is play more as a team. There's a lot of mistakes that we made against Atlanta. We, we were not very... We weren't like a unit, and, and, and by what I mean by that is when we kind of had the ball and and uh, in, in the back line, and then we try to move it up, and we lose the ball, and then you know it was just kind of repetition over and over again. Richard Sanchez to do something, it doesn't work out. You know, you try to give it to one of the wingers, they they go with it, dribble one guy, and then they lose it right away. Um, I need there needs to be more, I guess, relaxation in in the sense of building up a play because there was none of that, and there hasn't been any of that since maybe the Tigres game. Which was probably what like a month and a, a month, month and a half ago. So I think we all need to kind of just tell us squad, listen, guys, the way to win this game is just have the ball, have the ball, build up a play, and then we'll go from there. Um, the goals will come. We just need to be patient, um, and then just try to make as little errors as AJ was saying. You know, the, I think that's the weakness for both teams is the defense, and that's why I kept saying earlier that I think that you know the team that scores the more goals will win the match. Now, well, I think it's gonna be a five, 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 six game. No, I don't think so. Obviously. But you know, you might see a, a two, three game, a three, four game, even. I, I, I'm, that's very likely. It's just oh, who can make oh, the least fun. mistakes and who can capitalize on the chance because there were a lot of chances that LAFC did miss against Cruz Azul that probably could have put the dagger in them a little bit earlier. Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, this is can interesting. I, can one. I add to that from the America side? Yeah, go for it. So 
Piojo, call me. I got you. Okay. <laughs> um, no, but but seriously, I think that it's a combination of what Christian's saying, but I think that most importantly is that LAFC does not respond to physicality well. They just don't, right? The moment you the moment that you're physical with them, you destroy all flow, all rhythm that they are already currently struggling to have. And Christian, I love you because you're giving us way too much credit right now compared to how <laughs> we've been playing. Um, but it's just not it's just not our form. I mean, you look about you look at other matches that they have, like Portland comes at LAFC, all you know, just hot, you know. First ma- first minute, hitting, hitting, hitting. And I'm not saying be dirty, but just you know, aggressive, you know, breaking your presence known. Additionally, I mean, if you want to, if you want to, if there's one player that you want to come, two players at, come at K. He's gonna lose the ball. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want to, if there's, uh, you want to dribble at Segura, you're gonna fly past him. He's just gonna look at you, and say, "Go ahead, bro. The goal's right there." You know, and I think these are the type of things that if you incorporate that and really honestly play the counter, I think that could be more successful for America because LAFC is comfortable with the ball and they're not comfortable defending. So sure, you could play with, you could hold the ball, play the ball, and maybe try and create. But you're gonna have a hard time breaking a line versus if you just let LAC advance the lines high, play the play the outside backs high. You know, you leave a Murillo or you leave a Segura just there by himself, just kind of waiting for that ball to get slipped. And America has players that have pace that can easily get that, get the one v one. If Kenneth Ramirez is in goal, he's gonna be sitting outside the box, right? And you just pop it over his head. Now I know that sounds easier said than done. But that's really been kind of like the key to being LAFC, I feel. You play them physical, you look to counter, and you look to you look for the um, center backs to move out of position. And once you come out of position, you slip the ball through and you're in. And I feel like a lot of teams have been successful in recent in recent uh, times playing them and beating them like that because that's just kind of the recipe. You, pu- you pull them out of their shape and then you go at them. Versus if you, if you try and play at them by having the ball, then they're just going to kind of, you know, sit their lines or maybe try and, you know, um, press you or whatever, and you know it's going to kind of become a, a, a midfield game. So I think it would be in America's interest to let LAFC have the ball, so we can win. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's very, in, it's very interesting how you say that because the way you're describing LAFC's defense, though, same way I think we all feel about America's defense, especially right now having two two young center backs playing this this uh, this tournament. There was a lot of times in that Atlanta game where. Juarez and Casas did not know what the hell they were doing. They were out of position so many times. And there were there were times where 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 the Atlanta striker just got in between them. I really do think this is gonna be oh man, I don't know. Because then on our left back side, if it's not as cobosa as Luis Reyes, and Lu- Luis Reyes hasn't played pretty much pretty much all season. So, you know, there that's opening there. Like I said, Ramon Juarez, he's he's young, he's inexperienced, he's right there. Sebas is right there with him. Jorge Sanchez is out of form. Yeah. Yeah. So, it, like, it, it's it's definitely going to be interesting. I mean, yes, I, I think these teams have just as much in common as they do uh, as not in common. But it it would be interesting to see, and it's interesting what Ivan mentioned because it's kind of what I was going to allude to is that America needs to play this game as simple as possible, and that is how you're going to walk away with the victory. You have the ball, you retain the ball, and I think Bill mentioned too in his press conference. He's like, I, I we need to go and have more of the ball. We have to have more ball position, and I couldn't agree more with what he said at that moment. If America can hold the ball, if America can invite the pressure of them having to try to go at them and run and chase the ball down, then I think you're gonna you're gonna be able to outwin them, uh, and you're gonna be able to. Uh, make something more happen. That's why I mentioned that Cordova is going to be so detrimental because if he does play in that position, Christian, that we are alluding to, which is going to be that kind of center attacking mid-roll, he is going to have just 
an absolute field day if he's going to be the one creating things, making passes happen, making runs, this and that. He He's going to have a little chip on his shoulder, but I, I think it's going to be important for him to kind of move and, and kind of just really dictate the tempo of the game. Uh, as much as Richard will help on that aspect, I think that, you know, it's definitely going to have to fall down into what Cordova does. But the simple game is the most, uh, you know, it, it is the easiest way to end up winning against LFC. You know, have the ball, retain it, move it around. And and I think that's the one thing we didn't see against Atlanta United. And sometimes America would have the ball and they would be trying to go up the pitch. I was like, no, just hold the ball. Just hold the ball. Just just have position for like two, three minutes. Just get a feel of it, you know? Get a feel exactly. of the game for a moment. And not just kind of hoof it off and say, okay, we'll see what happens. Hopefully we can get something. Just make something happen. You have if when you have the ball, chances are you might you have the best opportunity to score. So um I mean, we'll have to wait and see, but I think both points are being really made here as to how LAFC have a very good advantage and disadvantage, and the same goes for America. Um, I mean, talk to me a little bit more about LAFC, Ivan, and what the predicted lineup will most likely be. I know that uh, you guys had an injury against Cruz Azul. Will he be available or will he not? You're referring to who? Because I think everybody was healthy except for Traore, which was... He hasn't got much first-team play. No, uh, it was the right-back, I think, who got injured. Uh, oh, Blackman? Uh, I'm not sure. I actually have not seen news on him, to be honest. But, I mean, he seemed to be okay. Uh, at, I mean, I know at the end there, he was kind of, you know, holding his leg and all that. But um, I don't know, man. To be honest, I'm I'm the, I'm the most concerned about a lacking number nine spot, to be honest. I think that the absence of what Bradley, uh, Ray Phillips did for LAFC. I mean, you got this veteran guy that came in and kind of just nobody thought he would, you know, be the impact player that he was. I know my Red Bulls guy here is a little salty about it, but that's cool. Um, <laughs> you know, he came over here and uh, he came to LA and did, and did a, a big number so much that I think he wanted a bigger paycheck and LAFC said, sorry, guy, it's not happening. Um, if I was him personally, I would have took the veteran minimum. I mean, you're a part of this team that's, you know, could potentially be doing good things and it's kind of like, do you, I mean, at that age, do you really want to be cashing out or do you want to, you know, try and you know, make a, a little bit of history here. Um, and I think his absence is really being seen. I think that I was really surprised, actually, that um, the starting lineup uh, yesterday was not with Rossi in the center and Rodriguez on the left, leaving Rufferville on the right. I thought that the op- option to go with uh, Musovski was kind of interesting. I mean, I understand why, because he's a natural nine. But I think that um, these are guys that uh, him, I mean, and obviously you had um, Opoku that came in and scored that amazing goal. Um, but these are guys that I think haven't seen much time and don't have much confidence. So to see a guy like Opoku get on the pitch and, you know, kind of take that shot at one time, that's what LAFC needs. And if they're going to win, there's a lot of thinking, a lot of, a lot of hesitation going on uh, with the passing, with the shooting, you know, there's so many times that I thought Vela and others had, you know, had the angle, had the shot and they opted for the extra pass and the extra pass got intercepted because it was a lackluster pass. So I think that if LAFC wants to come out and, and actually, you know, get a W, they're going to have to play quicker. Um, take advantage of open angles and, and spaces that are left by America, which we know would ha- will happen. Um, as far as the lineup goes, to be honest, if um, as far as the keepers go, I think it's a toss-up. Personally, I don't have a preference between Kenneth Vermeer and Cisniega. Um, obviously, you know, if I'm if I'm gonna be a Patriot, I would want the Mexican kid to get a you know get a start here. But they both uh, make mistakes. They both make mistakes in their own way. I think that Vermeer. Um, I'm read. I've read that he's better at communicating, but I don't understand how. When you see the goals that are conceded between him and the back line, um, so as far as uh, if I'm going lineup uh, keeper, give me whoever you want, whatever. Um, I think you need Murillo and Segura in the middle for sure. I think you need Blackman on one wing, and you need uh, El Munir 
to uh I don't think a lot of people prefer him, but I prefer him to Palacios for sure. Um, and if Blackman is healthy, I know that Latif Blessing has played on the out, um, as an outside back before, and he's done amazing. That guy's like a jack of all trades. I think you could put him at a nine; he'd probably score three goals on you. He's just ridiculous. Um, and I would want Kaya Tuesta and Blessing in the middle, and I'm gonna go Rossi, Rodriguez, and Vela up top. I think that you know why wait for the super sub? Just kind of you know going hot and make it happen. And I think that again, it really comes down to the connection between. The guys that got Tuesta and his guys up front. I think that if Tuesta can have a good game and play those line breaking uh, passes, I think the LAFC will slip in and get some goals in. Interesting, interesting, interesting. You talk about the goalkeeper because I never seen an LAFC game. Um, they they cease to amaze me, uh, especially against the Cruz Azul one. There was a he, they got lucky that the uh, the Cruz Azul guy got caught called offside, but there was a header that went in and the goalkeeper came out and for some reason I don't know why for some reason he was already dove he already dove on the floor, but the ball was still way high. I mean, I I really could not understand how that was a possibility, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, if you're I, interested I do in trying out for the position, bro, let me know and I can uh, call my people. <laughs> I see you guys. Well, I mean, well, yeah, they're 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 waiting to get uh they're they're waiting to get used, but uh I I do hope that he starts because I think that's an avenue for America to exploit uh, LAFC right there. How are you guys is on set pieces? Do you guys think that you guys have uh an advantage over America, or do you guys feel like you're the same uh, as as us? Do you, that he it's just bound to happen. I think we're the same in the sense that I don't think we have much of an aerial threat. I think that if anything, you have Carlos left foot. You know that twist that can take a good set piece. Um, I mean, we scored off a corner and we score fairly often off the corners, but not, but to be honest, it's not because it's some kind of like prefabricated play. It's just kind of like guys are in the right places, ball kind of lands in the right place and it ends up in the back of the net. Um, I wish we were more threatening off of set pieces. I, I'm a set piece fan. You know, I'm like, take it to the drawing board and let's get one, you know, going. Let's, let's get, let's get these guys, let's get these guys. You know, I feel like a set piece should be taken advantage of and mm-hmm. I don't think they are too much. Um, so I think we're kind of the same in terms of America and LAFC in terms of set pieces. I don't think that either either team is too strong. I know America uh, a season or two ago was like, that was just like, oh, corner, oh, that's going in, you know? Yeah. Uh, a, a ball 35, 40 yards, that, that's getting curled in second post and someone's yeah. going to get on that, you know? But I don't have that kind of confidence in either of these teams right now. I think that mm-hmm. it's kind of like, um, it's more of a who's going to take it right now versus, uh, you know, having the drawn up play, having the, uh, the go-to situation so i think set pieces are pretty even i think that um obviously the only um pro is that you know you have a a, a freaky taker like carlos vela um that if you get him on the right side of the pitch i think you know his chances are higher uh but yeah i don't know i don't think that uh, anyone that's really an advantage i think that i think it's i think goals are going to come from open play if they're going to come all right then well let's see if that comes to fruition i'm gonna throw up a question here gentlemen before we uh, get closer to the wrap-up of everything it is who is going to be the difference maker for both sides? AJ, who do you think has to be that man for America? I want to give it to Federico Vinas. He needs to start scoring some goals because he's just been on a goal drought. I know he was trying his real, his hardest against Atlanta, but like when you then look at past games, like when you see him in the Ligia, he was non-existent throughout the entire time. I feel like this is the time now he needs to get out of that goal drought and start gaining some goals. If he can receive a pass from anyone, he looks up front and see there's an op- there's an open door opportunity for him to take the shot. Take that shot. You never know what's going to happen. It can go in. The goalie can block and lead to a corner or it will just be slightly off. Either way, just take it because Vinas needs to build that confidence. And I feel like 
as someone like him with his um with the stature and physicality, with him being pushed on the ball, try not to let that play games with your mind. Just shrug it off and just keep and just keep playing it. At any point in time, a defender could try to attack you. They maybe end up the wrong way, and maybe they slide tackle you early, or they happen to end up fouling you in the leg, and you could draw a penalty. Do that. So maybe let the defenders just get to you, and maybe try to foul to the point where they hit you where the ball is not at. Get a penalty. And you can score a goal. If but if not, then just get the ball, have a shot at goal. Never know what can happen. So it's just feel like he's gonna have to be the difference maker because really America has not been so hot in scoring goals. We've only been scoring maybe one goal every single game, but even that it's not in the prettiest of ways. It definitely is not. But okay, AJ is going with Federico Vinas. Christian, something tells me that that might be the, your answer as well. Um, yes, but I'll change it. I'll, I'll go with your man. I'll go with Cordova. Um, like you said, I think he needs to be the, the playmaker. He needs to be the difference maker. He needs to be the one that kind of gets us going. And I think if he has a good night, I think the people around them will have a good night and uh, potentially see us in, in another final. All right. Interesting. Interesting. Ivan, who is your uh, difference maker for LAFC and why not America? I'm gonna go with America first. I think that I'm agree with um Christian to say Cordoba. I think that like he said, I think that if he does play in that central role with you know space to work, I think that if he can do that successfully, I think that he'll help create for others. And again, you're looking to slip that ball through. So I think that he's a guy that can do that, has the ability, and almost mirrored to LAFC, I think Atuesta. I think that if Atuesta can have a good night, if Atuesta can run the midfield as he likes to and, and slip the ball, it's kind of it's kind of like the same thing, you know, same thing. Whoever can get that ball through and break the back line, I think that's gonna score the goals. And I think we're gonna see quite a few of them. Alrighty, that is an interesting one. Okay. Well, um, uh, I would also say Cordova, but I don't want to be redundant. But I will say this though, if he does not have a game, you can definitely know that I'm def uh I will definitely make my voice heard in regards to Cordoba's lack of presence on the pitch. But I do I hope that, that he shuts out and that he is out there proving me wrong once again. My player of the match is gonna be Leo Suarez. Boom. Um, I think he has to be kind of the difference maker on that wing. Uh, he needs to bring something to the to this America game. Christian, we've mentioned it before. He's had, he, he, he has pace, you know, mm -hmm. and he has a ability to juke. And we've seen it before. He has a rocket of a shot sometimes. So uh, if there's anyone out there on the pitch besides Cordoba and probably someone that might be overlooked throughout this game, uh, it definitely has to be Leo. And he has to take advantage of these spaces that he's going to get. And he has to be the person that just, is constantly asking for the ball, whether he's drifting wide, whether he's cutting in, uh, something has to happen. He's He's got to set up Vinas or potentially maybe even set up Cordova. Right. But uh, I'm looking at Leo Suarez to be kind of the man to really, you know, arm this uh, America offense and hopefully get us a goal or two to, you know, make this game a lot more interesting. But all right, everyone out here watching this, I want you guys to leave your comments on the uh, in the comments down below, your predictions for the game. I already see a couple of them. I'm going to read them out in just a little bit. But gentlemen, before we talk about predictions, anything else to add on in regards to America versus LAFC in the CONCACAF Champions League? Anything. Uh, once or twice. Yeah. We're good. We think we've had it all. We've covered it all. All yes, right. I, think so. I agree with I think you so. guys. I think it's been really good. I, I think it's going to be an, an interesting game. Although we've alluded to a lot of games, to a lot of games, excuse me, to a lot of goals. Yeah, we've done that in the past and they've usually tend to be like a 0-0-1-0 result. <laughs> so, I mean, 
don't take our word for it. It might just end up being one of those games. But I do think that one thing is promised, and that is there's going to be chances. Um, and, and it should be a, a fun game, even if it's a, a hard, a hard fought midfield match. I think there's definitely going to be kind of a very promising stuff out there. So, um, well, there better be goals because there's money on it. So, <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Well, I was just gonna say, if it goes PKs, what do you guys think? Uh, I think Ochoa has the advantage. Yeah, I think America has the advantage there. Yeah, I do too. But, but, but it is where we're, no, that it does go to PKs. We do not have our best penalty kick take with Trinji. It is Aguilera. So, um, so yeah, there's are you there's already back checking on that money or what's going on? No, 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 money, my money's still there. Trust me, okay, it's already okay. there. Christian said before, the scared money makes no money, so he's always go. about it. So we'll just have to wait and see. Uh, but all right, I think we've kind of come to the end of it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget, uh, America is going up against LAFC on Saturday night, 7.30 p.m. Pacific time. You guys can catch that game live on Through the NA. If you guys are in the East Coast, that is going to be 10.30 p.m. Uh, 30, 10.30 p.m. Eastern time. And for our central friends, like our good cowboy Dan, who, by the way, we mentioned Achilles heel. He definitely injured that. So uh, he's going to be out for a little bit more. And uh, we wish him a speedy recovery. And uh, all right, gentlemen. Time for predictions. And before I uh, start reading off everyone else's, I want to hear you guys' first. AJ, I'm going with you. Prediction for Saturday. I feel like it's going to be a high-scoring game in this one. One where our emotions are going to be played with left and right. I got America um, winning this one 3-2 against LAFC. 3-2, okay. 3-2 match. All right. Christian? Same, 3-2 America. 3-2 America? Oh, my God. I don't know if my little heart can take all those goals. (laughs) And all that kind of stress. Ivan, your prediction? I think the the LAFC has a really big opportunity here to take out three of the top Mexican teams. Uh, You know, Leon, check. Russell, check. Now, it's going to be a make a check. 3-2. I think a 3-2 is a good scoreline. I think that, yeah, I mean, it's going to be a high-scoring game. And I, I don't think we'll see, like, um, I think Asia said, I don't think we'll see, a, what do you guys say, a 6-5 or whatever. But I think the 3-2 is a good score. I think that the sloppy defenses on both ends are going to allow some goals. And, yeah, may the best team win. But I'm personally going with uh, these guys right here. Okay. All right. I mean, we said we'd try to pry an answer out of you. And uh, we definitely did. So checking out, look at the hat coming out for the final. All righty, then I'm going with a 2-0 victory. I think I'm going to keep a clean sheet. And I know that this season, but America walks away with the clean sheet. Memo Ochoa again, keeps his arc in zero, although he almost had it against Atlanta United. Although I don't think any of us credit, uh, that goal to any of uh, of a neutral mistake whatsoever. But I'm going to get 2-0. I know it's a hot take, but I think it can happen. Will it? I don't know. Maybe it's only me thinking that. But hey, if it's just me against the world, I'll take it. All right, then. Well, before we sign off and everything, I do want to read uh, off some of the predictions that we have here. Although I may be adventurous, not as adventurous as Ramona Costa saying, America 3, LAFZ 0. <laughs> scoreline right there we have anthony going with a 3-1 victory he thinks rossi and vela are going to be the difference maker that night um let's see we have Cadi going with a 2-2 draw meaning that they are going to go into penalties and Cadi, 
Who do you think is going to win in the penalty shootout? Do you agree with us? Do you think America has the upper edge? Stephanie is going with LAFC 3-2. to two. There is another 3-2, uh, to two, but for LAFC now. And then uh, we have another 3-1 to one America. Cordoba, Sanchez, and Viñas get on the score sheet. Uh, we have Louis going with a 2-1. to one. LAFC embarrass us. I'm just being realistic. And who can blame him? America has cost us pain. So much pain. We have a Diego Rossi hat trick here from uh, Bon. He's going 3-2 LAFC as well. Gary says it's going to be a coin toss and it's going to be decided. Hopefully America picks heads and wins. And goes <laughs> and she just wants to see chaos. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see. We have a 3-2 victory from Jacob hey. with the hat trick. We have Felipe America 2-0. Looks like I am not alone in this 2-0 vote. Shout out to uh, Philip right there. I see you, my good friend. Uh, if we go to penalties, Anthony is saying LAFC will I win. I hope so, Anthony. I hope so, man. I hope so. <laughs> so <laughs> but, uh, we have our good friend returning from last time. AJ, what is the name? Septile. Septile going with Linos. Uh, we had mentioned it, and we're going to mention it one more time to close out the show. Uh, Ivan, say uh, what is the LAFC lineup that you're going with? I'm going El Munir, Segura, Murillo, Black Knight, Atuesta, K, Blessing, Rusty, Rodriguez, Vela. And Christian. goal, I said, I personally don't really care, to be honest. That goal, it could be anyone in there or anyone. Bob Bradley might start. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Christian, what is America's lineup? Ochoa, uh, Jorge Sanchez, Sebas Cáceres, Ramon Juarez, Luis Reyes, Santi... Uh, Santi Cáceres, uh, Richard Sánchez, Leo Suárez, Sergio Díaz, Sebastián Córdoba, and Federico Viñas. All righty, then. Let's see what happens. Well, that's pretty much wrapped it up here. We want to thank again Ivan for stopping by and uh, taking the time out of his day to come out here, my friend. I know that is definitely something that we wanted to make happen. And look at that. It happened just as perfect as possible, talking LAFC and America. If you guys haven't done so already, make sure you guys go check him out over on Twitter. Uh, he is uh, just a fantastic guy. He uh, talks all things football and music at, as well. And if you guys haven't done so already, check out our other podcast, The Hangue, where we are with Miss Cari Torres, who is here in the comments as well. We talk all things La Musica Urbana. And uh, Ivan, again, thank you so much for being on the pod, man. Nothing for having, us, having me, not having us, having me. Uh, I'm a fan of a lot of the things you guys do. And everybody that's in the, you know, Liga Mickey's English community, I really think you guys are doing a great job, great work. Uh, I'm a fan. It's always interesting to read what you guys have to say. And uh, I think that you guys are doing us proud by, you know, talking to our people about something we love, but in English. Definitely. Well, thank you so much. And uh, thank you to Christian and AJ. Thank you so much. Stay warm out there, gentlemen. I know it's been quite uh, the snowy season. It's, uh, it's looking like a white Christmas, right? I wish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys take care to everyone out here in the chat today i would read off everyone's name but i think we'd be here for another 10 minutes thank you so much for your interactions thank you to everyone watching thank you to everyone listening if you guys haven't done so already check us out over on uh you know spotify apple music iHeartRadio, wherever it is that you might listen to us we're all on those major streaming platforms and again thank you so much please wear your mask stay safe out there catch it over on saturday uh and yeah that's pretty much does it for us we'll be back next week to talk to talk all things america and uh yeah you guys have a wonderful night. Until next time, as always, take care and all and Arriba America. Good night. Ladies and gentlemen, this was another production of the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one source for all things Club America in English. 
Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Eagle Eye Podcast and get all the latest news and coverage. And subscribe to our podcast wherever it is you may listen. 